Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to worship. Are you glad to be here? Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm very glad to have you here. And five Sundays uh, and counting now that we've been able to return to God's house and to worship in this uh, uh, setting that uh, has such such great meaning to all of us. And I'm so blessed that we do have that opportunity. And you are uh, a familiar-looking family who uh, know the drill, so we're not going to keep pounding you down with it. Uh, everything's on the screen. Your cues, uh, your uh, participation. So uh, just thrilled that you're here and thrilled that uh, we can worship in God's house, in God's presence. And uh, we're moving through the summer. If you hadn't noticed the calendar, uh, Amazing. I uh, got to check in every now and again. But as well, moving through the Pentecost season. And as you recall, the early part of the Pentecost season saw Jesus getting that message out, that Holy Spirit working in his disciples and getting that message out. Today, we kind of take a, uh, a turn toward uh, a couple of weeks of parables. And right up my alley, they're farm stories. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're going <clears> to <throat> look at seeds today and dirt and that sort of thing, which, uh, again, I'm, I'm just blessed to be here uh, looking out at my family. Um, we'll continue to look into that camera lens as well uh, every week for those that uh, <clears throat> aren't um, feeling that they can uh, comfortably come back yet. Uh, so... Again, as I mentioned last week, we've kind of got three congregations. We've got the early family, the later on Sunday morning family, and then we've got our online family. Mm -hmm. And my appeal to you, as it's been from the start, is that we continue fellowshipping as we're able, kind of behind the scenes with the, uh, the limitations, but we've got to keep the body uh, connected and strong and waiting to return in, in full force here. But again, blessed to be here with you this morning. And we are going to join in our opening hymn and get underway with worship.
service setting one and remembering the blessings of our baptism we open in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen amen if we say we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us but if we confess our sins god is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness let us then confess our sins to god our father most merciful god we confess that we are by nature sinful and unholy we have sinned against you in thought or word and deed by what we have done and by what we have left we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God, and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. May the Lord, who has begun this good work in us, bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 You may be seated. The section from the Psalms for this morning come from Psalm 103. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it and it is gone and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Glory, Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer 
offer here their worship and praise. Let us pray to the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Our second lesson is found in Romans chapter 8, verses 12 through 17. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. This is the word of the Lord. This is the one who hears the word and understands it, 
He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. This is the gospel of our Lord. Basically, two 80s. 
And uh, on that 160 acres, we grew uh, the variety of crops necessary to feed our 40 milk cows and then the young stock that uh, made up the rest of the herd. And as a family operation, my brothers and I worked the farm from very, believe me, very early ages on. And our responsibilities and our workload increased with age and with stature. When we were big enough <clears throat> to get the clutch all the way down on our smallest tractor and then back up without tipping the thing over, we got to spread manure. <laughs> and then from there, as we grew, we kind of graduated up to the next larger tractor where we would be able to disc a field. And then when we got really trustworthy and good, we got to pull the baler. And through the years and through our development, up the field work ranks we would rise until we were <clears throat> eventually allowed to do everything farming. With the exception, with the very clear exception that only dad got to do the planting. Only dad could be trusted with that sacred part of the farm life and annual progression of things because to him, to him, and this came down from his father, planting was an exact science. Planting every year was so critical that it became an exact science. Straight rows, perfectly spaced. <clears throat> and those from the Midwest know what that looks like. Optimal number of those precious seeds, you know, the adjustments in the little seed hoppers there on the planter, so that every foot had the exact and optimum number of seeds. And he would plant right up, but never over that property line, because planting our annual crops was that important. And it was Dad's thing. And in fact, once the crops emerged, he would take great pride in looking across those picturesque fields. And we'd even take Sunday afternoon drives and critique the neighbors who uh, <laughs> did not have quite the attention to detail. Our parable in Matthew 13 today, on the other hand, think about my dad's exact science approach to planting every seed. This parable must have driven him nuts when he'd hear it come around on the church year calendar and, and be the, the gospel of the day every year because he had to be thinking, what a wasteful method of planting seeds. And what a reckless farmer to just everywhere. And I have to agree, it seems really, really wasteful. But I also have researched and come to know, <coughs> come to know that first century crop farming in Palestine, the way they did things 2,000 years ago in the Middle East, 
is drastically different than 20th and 21st century crop farming in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Because the methods and the, the fields for that matter back then and there called for spreading the seed, broadcasting the seed, as many as you could get out there over your designated area, regardless of the terrain, trusting and hoping that some of that seed would indeed germinate, take root, grow, and produce. <clears throat> now, continuing the <clears throat> flow of our previous few weeks' gospel lessons from Matthew, those weekly lessons on proclaiming the kingdom of heaven. Jesus here today draws a very sizable crowd. In fact, so big he gets in a boat and backs out onto the water a little bit, and they're all on the shore. And it's a crowd that would be very familiar with the crop farming practices of the day. And to this great crowd of anxious listeners and possibly would-be followers, Jesus tells a seed-sowing story there in verses 1 to 9. It's a parable, earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And he follows the story later on with his disciples, and this is verses 18 to 23, with the interpretation of the story, of the parable, of the lesson. Now, just a simple overview of this parable, of this seed-sowing story, shows that there's four kinds of dirt, and in the interpretation we see that there are four kinds of human response. Mm -hmm. The common thread between both of them is the seed. Mm -hmm. Now as we move forward in Jesus' ministry, as we keep moving through his mission and ministry through the Gospel of Matthew this year, it's important for us to remember and focus always back on how it began. Mm -hmm. And that was with that priority call to get the message of the kingdom of God out there. Mm -hmm. That's what Jesus came to do and to promote. Mm -hmm. And so everything about Jesus and his ministry centers on people getting in touch with God. And people getting in touch with God's kingdom. And people coming to embrace God's holy word. Mm -hmm. Just like this parable serves the purpose of today, where God's word goes out like seeds. Mm -hmm. And what we find is that sometimes those seeds land on a hard surface. Verse 4 gets taken away. Birds come. Take it away. And this refers to the hard human heart and the hard human head. Verse 19 in the interpretation. It feels it doesn't really need to know or understand God or his word. 
and they're just fine on their own, running along at that level of attitude, which is exactly, exactly the kind of hardness that the devil feasts on. Exactly what Satan looks for so that he can come in and lead astray. Sometimes the seed falls in with rocks, and this is verse 5. Making it obviously difficult to get a root structure established. And this refers to the, let's say, shallow person. Verse 21 in the interpretation. Shallow person who likes to look in the sound of God's word at first, but only maintains that surface faith. Only stays right there on the on the very top, doesn't develop anything deeper than that, which means that faith isn't going to hold, that faith isn't going to deepen. And like the shallow seed planted in rocks, that plant, that faith life, soon dries up, and soon enough disappears completely. Sometimes the seed gets mingled in with thorns, with weeds, verse 7. And these thorns and these weeds, they compete and overtake that good plant and choke it out. And this refers to what I would call the distracted person. Verse 22, as Jesus interprets the parable. The distracted person who is drawn to every other worldly attraction or interest or enticement. And more and more God's word gets left out of the equation. More and more further down the list of priorities. Mm -hmm. Until God's word is completely out of the picture. And so goes the demise of faith life in every one of those situations. Mm -hmm. And just in case we're thinking that these are all these other ignorant and insincere people, mm -hmm. the very same dangers exist for us. Mm -hmm. In this fallen world, the very same dangers exist for us. Mm -hmm. Our head and mind can get pretty hard, mm -hmm. and we can get pretty stupid, we can get pretty vulnerable. Our faith life can go unfed, untended, unnurtured, and weaken our foundation. And our lives, as you well know, can become very cluttered and distracted Many, many, many other things can be allowed to get in and crowd out God's word and even worship. But the promise of Pentecost and the promise of the Pentecost Holy Spirit is that we can be good dirt. We can be fertile faith soil 
like that fourth example here in Jesus' parable, that receives the seed, verse 8, receives God's word and loves it and nurtures it and strengthens it to bear gospel fruit, verse 23, and grow the kingdom of heaven. God's word, that seed, is powerful and it does produce. Mm -hmm. And that word saves souls more importantly than anything else mm -hmm. as it penetrates the heart and enlightens the mind to the need for repentance and the blessing of forgiveness. God's word saves as by the power of the Holy Spirit it creates faith, saving faith in Jesus Christ who rescues us from sin, death and the devil by his own death on the cross on our behalf and through his glorious resurrection the word of God works and we as Christ's church continue to sow it as seeds growing God's kingdom of peace and joy and hope in our salvation. In light of our present human struggle in so many ways as a society, can you imagine a greater need is there any greater need than to promote and proclaim the power of God's word right now? To promote and to proclaim the saving love of Jesus Christ. May the Holy Spirit keep us tending our faith soil like you're doing here this morning and growing stronger in the one true faith so that we are equipped and we are doing our part to bring an eternal harvest of souls. In Jesus, our Savior's holy name, may it be so. Amen. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, may this peace keep our hearts, our minds, our lives in Christ Jesus, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. I'd like to have you join me in making our confession of our Christian faith using the words of the Nicene Creed this morning. Standing as you're able, please. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things, visible and invisible, and in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God, very, very God, begotten, not made, 
being in one substance with God, by whom all things were made, who for us then, and for our salvation, came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated. We continue with the prayers of the church.
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And it is not through temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Receive the benediction of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We join in our closing hymn.
faith lives wherever we are and the faith strengthens as we attend to God's word and trust and follow our Savior. And I'm just so thrilled and blessed that you're here and a part of that. Um, and we will keep on keeping on in the, in the, in the same vein. Our, our church lives, our ministry lives, our mission lives, despite the, uh, the adjustments and the challenges. And, and please, please know that. Please know that. And again, uh, you are so faithful and I am so blessed. My only request is that we reach out to the brothers and sisters that uh, aren't here for whatever reason, okay? And again, not compelling anyone to come. You know, that's something that the Spirit leads you and, and your conscience leads you. And we know that we've got health compromised folks that shouldn't be here. But uh, and nonetheless, they, uh, they need to know that they're cared for, that they're loved, that they're missed, that they're encouraged in the in uh, the, this process so uh, please be about that and uh, we will uh, return to celebrating Holy Communion again on the rotation that uh, we've done forever so Communion next Sunday and again that same process uh, down front and you know as far as uh, other things happening and opening up in the in the, uh, the the life of the ministry here. Um, probably gonna let July commence and uh, and evolve uh, as it will in light of the climate. And then uh, August and September, we, we do really need to be looking at Bible class opportunities and uh, those kinds of nurturing uh, faith life uh, activities that uh, have been on hold for way too long now. Yeah. But on your own as well, please, please, please uh, nurture that uh, that dirt, okay? Go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.